0: You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice, and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 171. And my name is Clark from Five Card Guys on Instagram and fivecardguys.com. With me, as usual, is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards. This week, John is away, but he should be back as early as next week. We do, however, have a special guest with us on today's pod, and it's not his first time either on Cards to the Moon. If you're into hobby content, I would bet you've seen him already around on your social media feed, as he's been pretty active in the hobby this past year. His name is Denny, and you can find him on Instagram at Denny underscore cards. The last time he was on our pod, it was in April, and we have a lot to catch up on since then. So look forward to that chat. But first, off the top, Hyung, we talked about the MLB debut patch rookie autograph cards on the pod before. Well, in the past week, they revealed the actual look of the card, which has the debut patch prominently displayed in the center of the card, the autograph is below it, with the one of one stamp in the corner, and then the date of the player's debut game is across the bottom. So I just want to get your initial thoughts on the card. Do you think this will be as big as the NBA logo man rookie auto chase that we see from basketball card collectors? What do you think?
1: Uh, I I think so. Like uh, I think we talked about it on the pod, like the first time the news came out and. Yeah, yeah, I I think there's gonna be a huge demand for it because I was thinking about I was like like what would be cool if you actually had a game patched jersey worn on the first debut right. like you can't get any better than a rookie card in terms of that right mm-hmm. and the fact that it's a it's a one of one you know I think it's uh it's gonna be a massive massive chase and there was just uh I remember I think it was on slab stocks uh, post. Uh, yeah. one person was asking would would you rather have a you know true red out of five auto mm-hmm. first or would you rather have this debut card and I think slab stocks they they literally kind of made it like an obvious comment saying yeah the the, the debut patch and <laughs> right. I kind of agree with that like uh it's just super Me super too. rare and you know just in general I think it's it's cool to see you know the product actually, uh, kind of come to life. Like this is the first time we've kind of seen Fanatics mm. take over and see see what they're capable of doing. So on that front, I think I I I'm pretty happy with the product itself. Like uh yeah. the the chase, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think when I saw the first look and the design of the card, I think most of us, if not all of us, that we know were pretty impressed by how for it sure. looked. It's so so clean and I know there was a One mock up that was going around. Card, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, can't complain there. And uh, I agree. I, You know, I would even put it by the Super factor. Like, if you compare the right. Super auto to this MLB debut patch, like, it's up there. Right. It's close. It's right. not even, you know, it's not like, oh, this one wins um, by far. But it's it's, right. it's equally as cool. And I think it'll be equally as coveted. Um, and that's why I compared it to the NBA Logoman rookie auto chase. Like, I think as you get really high top prospects coming into the league and they'll have this mlb debut patch it's going to be i can't even imagine what the what the price is going to go for oh, uh, for some it, of these it's cards crazy
1: but do you think so so the underlying issue that a lot of people are talking about is you think it's going to be an issue with like weighted boxes people that mm. uh, are seeking these you know um Heavier, obviously, than than the standard, and I think it would only affect more so the retail side, like blaster boxes. Sure. You see people, you see you see people like bring their scale. It's so ridiculous. Like one, they should right. they should be called out by every hobbyist, which I think people would in general, because I think it's just a bad practice in general. But mm-hmm. I, I would like yeah. to see you know fanatics do something about you know stuff like this. You know, be able to have a solution for you know people even. It goes back to like, do you trust dealers that they're not going to weigh boxes or, you know, are, is there a significant enough difference that there are, you know, ways to tell, but then you think Mm -hmm. about it, there's only really 95 or whatever the checklist is that are going to contain these one of one autos. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's going to be an issue with, with stuff like that? That seems like, like the ongoing kind of like comments that people are making.
0: I understand the concern, but it's so, like, the checklist is so Rare, small, right? relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it will be a huge issue, to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm not right too that. concerned about that. And, you know, like, I think they've been combating some of that already with putting, like, um, cardboard stock in some packs, right? Oh, to, they have been. To, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: I mean... I've I've gotten packs where it's just a blank cardboard stock, and I you know I got excited for a second. I'm like, oh shoot, it's just a you white a cardboard,
1: patch, eh? <laughs> yeah,
0: right? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's. I think um, there's ways to get around it, but um, but yeah, no, I don't think it'll be a big concern, and and uh, you know, once they start to come out, and you know, I'm sure the breakers will get, I'm sure they'll be the ones they'll getting it because you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll will surface out of their their breaks, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: and then there'll be con- conspiracy Magic. theories, but but um, oh, yeah. but. A lot of it has to do with just volume. They're just breaking open so many boxes and cases that the, uh, you know, the likelihood of them getting one is higher.
1: Yeah, right. No, I I will say overall though, I'm pretty excited about this top chrome update. I think it's it's a total yep. different experience that I'm I'm even seeing. I'm seeing basically Fanatic step up just like we said in terms of making the user experience of ripping a lot more um desirable and mm-hmm. when i say that is little stuff like you know top chrome update used to be just an update set of rookie cards that you know didn't guarantee an auto in terms of and there was only hobby box right, right. configurations and then now they're putting like all these different chases like uh, case hits i think hidden gems was one of them where it was big with in in like Bowman chrome sure. or whatever so yep. i think they're creating a better uh, chase, like there's a lot of SPs, a lot of, I don't know mm. how they're going to do necessarily like inserts, but like, um, they're, they're super short printed. Some aren't even listed in terms of how rare they are. So, um, yeah. I think that they're doing a lot of things that I see different than regular releases. So that's a positive sign, I think, overall mm-hmm. in terms of like, I'm actually seeing a difference of like, I'm, and I'm hoping that this, uh, this rip becomes more enjoyable for, hobbyists because mm-hmm. i think that's per, uh, an important part of the hobby is essentially the ripping part right so you know you can't always be losers and uh sometimes you'd go on a street paying way overpriced for a box without you know any incentives it's just you know there's no incentives to do it but if they create mm-hmm. uh the scarcity through ssps and other forms i think yeah it'll be a good yeah. rip excited
0: I agree 100% so and like you said it's going to be in the tops chrome update which comes out later this month I think November 15 is the official date and uh, yeah we're gonna to have to grab a couple hobby boxes to rip open and, and we'll film it and, and then and then uh, and then see if we're lucky enough to get one of these MLB debut patches all right with that let's now play our interview we had with Denny okay so like we said Off the top of the show, we have another special guest with us, and he's no stranger to the pod. Well, at this point, I don't think he's much of a stranger to anyone in the hobby world because he's been pushing out a ton of great content on social media, and uh, we'll touch upon all the the things he's been involved with, especially since April when we first caught up with him on Cards to the Moon. His name, of course, is Denny. He's a passionate collector, podcaster now, just like us. And yes, a fellow Korean brother from
2: another mother. Denny, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me a second time. I can't believe you guys wanted to do this again, but I'm just here now to get (laughs) fined.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, well, just to let our listeners know, we've been actually trying to get you back on the show since The National, right? (laughs) This past summer. But um, as we mentioned earlier, you've been really busy, so we're glad to have you back on the pod now. And uh, the first thing I want to ask you is whether you remember when you were on the pod uh, last April, um, you were thinking of starting a podcast. Yeah. Like you haven't actually started one, right. um, but since then you, you did just that. It's called the Card Diary. If you guys haven't heard of it yet, I, I uh, we're subscribed to it obviously, and uh, you should definitely listen to it. Um, so yeah, how have you found that experience being a podcaster yourself, and and more out of curiosity, why? Are you producing it under your pseudonym, Hobby S. Thompson?
2: Yes, great question. Great, uh, All great questions. Just that journalistic gene uh, in you. So, yeah, I, I started the podcast uh, at the end of May. Um, I really I, mm-hmm. I still kind of don't know what I'm doing. But when I first started, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to power through with this. I, I love the podcast medium. Before coming into the hobby, before the pandemic, I was just consuming podcasts like you know, any way I could. And Mm. I just love the medium. And I, you know, was listening to a lot in the hobby. And I was like, you know, what if I not, not that I thought that, like, I could do it better, but I just wanted to be just a different voice in the hobby. And I was like, let me just try this. And the whole premise of my podcast is, you know, put on different hats, uh, literally, figuratively, and, you know, shine different uh shine a light on different aspects of the hobby so that maybe we could gain a better understanding of each other and have maybe more compassion Mm. and i don't think i'm there i'm only on like the fourth chapter so to speak of like the card diary so going to the pseudonym Mm. i mean the reason i have that pseudonym is is it's kind of like a inside jokey type of thing you know it's like you know hobby s thompson the rum diary uh i mean i'm sorry Chase. Hunter S. Thompson, Rum Diary, <laughs> right, right. Hobby yeah, S. Thompson, yeah. The Car Diary. So, you know, I just wanted to do something yeah. a little bit different. I know when I first started uh, throwing the idea around with some um, some hobby, you know, folks and friends they were like, ah, I don't know if that's going to catch. I don't know if it's good or not. But I was like, you know what? I just stuck to it and I was like, I'm just going to do this. And, you know, the wonderful thing about the hobby is, you know, you're, you are your own CEO with your content. Um, right. Yeah. And so I was like, let me just do it. And I just, I just, did it and i am 45 episodes in in the last five months and it's been a lot
0: of fun pretty good yeah yeah no i'm glad you did i'm glad you did it's it's definitely unique it's definitely something that's um i haven't heard much of in the hobby space Mm -hmm. and and you know like actually uh we have a friday episode coming out and and I know um, Hyung and John were busy. So occasionally I will record a podcast episode by myself mm-hmm. where I'm just kind of talking into the mic. And, you know, it's, you know, you, I, maybe you would agree. It's easier to talk to people, kind of rebound um, ideas and, and things like that when you're in a conversation. But just doing it by yourself, like, I, it's so difficult for me. And and you actually do it quite a bit on your podcast.
2: Does that come naturally to you or, or is that challenging to you as well? It, so... I very much would rather have uh, guests on, and I enjoy those episodes better um, or more. Um, I actually am thinking about maybe getting a co-host because it's kind of lonely sometimes. But it's so much easier (laughs) to schedule for yourself. If I want to record at midnight, I'll just record at midnight. I don't have to rely on someone else. If I want to record at like – I've even done a recording at like 7 a.m. I was like, let me just do this, and it works out. I don't have to like wait for someone – Uh, you know, no one wants to uh, wake up at 7am to, to record a podcast. (laughs) So, uh, in that regard, the flexibility is great, but it is kind of lonely. It's almost like an echo chamber. You are kind of like speaking to yourself. I, my monologues do tend to be more like, you know, uh, more heavily talking points and scripted. Because I am trying mm-hmm. to keep myself on track, because I can very much deviate uh, if if left to my own devices. But um, you know, I'm just trying different things out. I mean, I, I I essentially any content that I create, whether it's the podcast or Instagram, it, it's something that I would want to see, or I'd be proud if like my kids later on in life would see, uh, would listen to or see. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it family friendly and all that, because I mean especially with social media, there is just so much out there where it's not family friendly. And so, right. um, yeah, I, I like stand by my work. But also, like I said, I really have no clue what I'm doing. Like, I am just <laughs> I'm just trying things out. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just just um, seeing what sticks, seeing what works. And um, the main thing is I am having fun. Like, I love I absolutely love consuming content, uh, podcasts and, and recording podcasts mm. for sure.
1: Yeah, do you, what yeah you no, like? you're doing a great job. I mean,
2: you guys. I mean, you guys love it too. I mean, obviously, right?
1: I mean, we we've been doing this for two years. Like we yeah. and we, we had no intention of doing anything with it. Like we've literally not looked at oh, how are we going to monetize this or nothing. It had nothing to do with it. It was every week we showed up. And one thing I think you could agree on, and you you said 50 episodes or 45 episodes in five months. That's like yeah. pumping. That's pumping some serious content <laughs> yeah. out, right? Yeah. Like you're you're doing some. Uh, like a lot of content which is good and people don't realize that's all it takes is just consistency you know showing up right. every day yeah and you have enough knowledge and passion for the hobby that you're just gonna spill whatever's on top of your mind and know your stuff so I think most of the fears come mm-hmm. from like the things the fears that you've made yourself thinking oh what is this person gonna think or what are people gonna think and as soon as you're over that hump you're just like They don't even exist, really. You just like every day show up or every week you show up at the same time
2: and you just talk and you kind of forget about like, you know, the outside world. (laughs) I really appreciate you saying that. I don't know about the knowledge part. I think I definitely do have the passion. It's almost like, again, like this addiction that, uh, I mean, not again, but I don't think I've said that word yet, but I definitely have this passion uh, for the hobby Mm -hmm. because I love it so much. The knowledge, it's still coming along. I feel like I've learned a lot um in in the past year but there's so much more to learn and i never like you know my whole thing is that i'm a self proclaimed jack of all trades master of none so i just like to <laughs> yeah. try you know i, I like too. to do a lot of d- different things and i don't yeah. think that i would i would never really say that i'm a master at any of this um but i'm having fun learning for sure so but thank you those are really kind words and i mean yeah you guys were doing it for two years uh fantastic and um yeah it's just I mean Clark what what about you like I mean you you're like the the mm-hmm. the head of the snake or you know just kind of like you're you're the one like producing <laughs> and all that right so
0: Yeah I mean I think you mentioned it like that you still love doing this right and I think that's key to be consistent because if you don't love it then it's just becomes tedious and becomes work that you just don't want to do yeah. so um just like you guys just like you denny we we love doing this we love talking about the hobby um even when we're not recording we're on our friends whatsapp chats right. like hey did you see this card or uh, i just picked this one up and then you know uh, fire emojis and everything else yeah. <laughs> and then you know like <laughs> the conversation continues beyond yeah. the podcast so that's always uh, helpful to uh, in terms of trying to be consistent with producing content and you know what i think your listeners do appreciate you Going through the process yourself. You mm-hmm. said that you're kind of learning as you go. And one of our actual comments on, on our podcast said um, they appreciate us as a podcast because we're like learning as we go, yeah. just like everyone else. And so they can relate to that. So, yeah, I think that's important. And that's, that's you know, um, that's what people generally like listening to not just someone that claims to know it all. Oh and yeah. Is preaching from oh, that, a, that's a
2: really you know, important thing. Is, soapbox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to add on to that point, And then I want to touch on something Hyung said just earlier too, which is like, I don't, I, I really get turned off by either podcasts or content general where people are talking at you, right? It's like, right, they, yeah. they're trying to talk down on you. Like I've talked about, uh, in my content a little bit like card snobs and gatekeepers like there are people who just mm-hmm. it's in like they because of so much seniority and knowledge that they feel like they have amassed it's like they feel superior to other collectors and it's like no like we're all equal we all have a passion we all love it and like i mean bank accounts could certainly be different but why are <laughs> we you know we shouldn't be like you know there isn't like a uh A hierarchy or a class system when it comes to the hobby, but some people it seems like they want to exert that. And I think that's just completely hogwash. Um, But when it comes to what Hyung said about, you know, you guys don't do this to get monetized, I totally get that. Like, I haven't, that's, that has not been, that was not my end goal. And that continues to not be my end goal. But then I realized you do put so much time into this and a lot of like sweat equity that, you know, um, I guess I can maybe share it here. Like, I think that's going to change for me really soon. Mm-hmm. um I, I may have one or two people lined up and uh i would love to see if i can help you <laughs> like let's get my korean brothers to eat some korean barbecue they need some kim pop <laughs> get, get some bulgogi up in here <laughs> let's get them fed i love it yeah so we'll talk yeah. offline about that but man you know it's like you know some people get so crazy about oh i can't you know your sell out you do this you do that and it's like you know someone recently told me like you to even have a single opportunity come to you is like you should feel so lucky because not everyone gets those opportunities, you know, offered to them. So I was like, you know, so, and, and and then other people like, oh, you missed your you missed your chance. You missed your boat after um, the national because what is it now? Mm-hmm. Like um, three months after the national and I didn't really do much with it. And then at one point I was like, I'm not going to take anything. And then I was like, you know, that in a way is a little bit closed minded, you know, kind of closing the door on opportunities. So. Um, you know, I'm rethinking that stuff because, you know, things do change and, you know, I talked about this in the content and I know some people really don't like it, but you know, that federal government shutdown thing that almost happened, um, kind of really kind of made me think about my, uh, my, how I can monetize the hobby if I needed Mm -hmm. the side hustle to get a little bit more serious. So. Um, yeah. and, and none of it's life altering money. <laughs> like, right.
1: Well, that's what people don't realize. Like, and me and Clark talk about this off record a lot because podcasts are a form of brand identity. Like mm-hmm. you're basically able to uh, share what you know about whatever you know, topic it is, and you get to be that, like you said, CEO of content creation. And I think that's the value of podcasts. And anyway, in the marketing scene, whether you're in any industry is the fact that you're creating long format content, it gives you a good idea of the character and kind of like the integrity that each individual holds, because you're speaking to your audience every day. And I think the value of like a podcast is not necessarily face to face Oh, this is I'm banking off this. I I guarantee you nobody's banking off podcasts. But what it's doing is is a great marketing tool to, you know, now clip your long format content and then pump it out onto your, you know, Instagram or whatever it is that, you know, gets straight to the point. Right. So I think as you build that, you don't realize you're building a lot of value within your brand because now there's people that want to do partnerships with you because mm-hmm. you've amassed the crowd and you've, you're, you have you're bring value of some sort to the table. And as you keep on doing that and you focus on giving value, I think that's where the value underlies of each individual. Right. So it's like that's the key to podcasts. It's like if you could understand that concept, you're not worried about, oh,
2: I got to monetize off this. Right. So. Right. Oh my gosh, Chung! Yeah. I gotta, I gotta like hire him as a hype man. He's like so good at this. He's like, <laughs> I got oh, you, Danny. right? I, I always got it. you. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, you know, when it comes to that whole part of uh, you know what you said about like value ads, I've said this on my podcast too. Is like, I, I know there are some people who who are polarizing, or people you know they think that oh they're not good for the hobby, mm-hmm. but it's like. I see what they do uh, behind the scenes uh, and off camera and all that. And, you know, I won't mention all the names and people, but it's just a concept of being a value add in the hobby. And I think a lot of people, you know, uh, are value adds and can be even more value adds. Um, But there are some people who, unfortunately, you know, whether they're just not content creating or just creating content that, you know, again, I don't want to do this whole like positive, hobby positivity, hobby negativity, I want to get into all that stuff. But there are some people who I think are just value minuses that are hobby. They don't really bring 100%. anything percent to advance the ball Absolutely, forward, and 100%. I don't resonate with that. You,
1: you, you, well, you can't do anything about that. That's yep. the thing, right? They they choose to be that. And I think the majority of the hobby would agree. Like like They'd rather have someone who's positive about things and not hear the negatives of everything. You know, so I think there's a a collective whole in general that like agree with that, right? And I I think the more people like stand up for what they believe in and it's uh, all about that, I think those get those people get exposed even more, right? Because it's so polarizing, right? So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, it's more, it's not even about hobby positivity versus negative Mm -hmm. negativity for me. It's more about are they just being constructive at all? You know, you don't, I don't have to agree. You know, you don't have to agree with me on every single point in within the hobby, uh, but are we having constructive dialogue? Yeah. You know, <laughs> trying to get uh, to understand each other's side <laughs> a little bit better. And and um, you know, in my, uh, my five card guys, there's always commenters. That's what I was gonna say. Always it's, always, it's always it's always the
1: the the big peak and then the the tank, and and then it's like Clark, yeah. why are you spreading this negativity? It's like no, it's very informative information. It's like yeah. how you take the information right. is how you're receiving it, right? So.
0: Yeah. And you know, just like just widen your perspective. Like even if you look at the other people's comments, it's not just one way, you know, like it's all of thinking. Yeah. You know, like there are other people that think differently and, and then you you know, maybe you can take a step back and say, Oh, okay, I never thought about it this way. I've learned something and and let's go move forward together with this, you know? So That's all I'm saying. That's all we need more of in the hobby.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, when it comes to the hobby, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, but the hobby is a microcosm of society. And of course, social media can be so polarizing. Mm -hmm. And to ask a mass of people to be open minded is is really tough on social media, because everyone can be like a keyboard warrior. But, you know, when it comes to what, you know, content that, you know, especially like the the up and down uh, that you guys have shown, it's it's almost like a, a Rorschach test, right? I mean, you see mm. in it what you want to see. It's like
0: exactly right. So yeah.
2: I, exactly. I think it's really uh, it's interesting. I mean, again, like that, that's why I think I um, I'm, it's getting easier for me to receive the, the the trollish behavior because I'm like, it's not about it's actually not at all about me. maybe one percent it's like about it's about the people (laughs) who are making the comments right Right. and so people are like well you got to receive uh you know um criticism better and it's like yeah but like think about the source where it's coming from you know a a source of a place where someone is hurt inside or angry at the world or something like i don't Mm want to just be like all of these people are like." in their parents basement and their teenagers like some of the people who come <laughs> after me are like in their 40s and I'm like you should you should know better but, <laughs> they, but they but they don't so it's right. all good though yeah oh my gosh are we so derailed like clark are, are this, <laughs> train- no, this is this you is know what?
1: this is great content i'm i'm enjoying this i'm just you know just sitting here listening and i'm like yeah i feel you daddy you know i always
0: I was expecting this from a Denny interview, but yeah. I, I have a few set of questions. We don't have to hit on everyone. Okay. you know. Just in case you are you were having an off day, Denny, and you didn't yeah. like saying much, yeah. oh, I God. always have yeah. backup questions, and right? So day. so <laughs> yeah. So this is good, though. I, I love how there's a free flow of conversation. Young, um, in baseball, but you know what?
2: there's no off days, right? Every day, the, you gotta get your ass. You you,
1: I'll tell you what you do have. Yeah. You always have haters. You always have <laughs> mm-hmm. nayslayers that are going to put so much doubt in you, but then you yeah. realize they're just projecting what they feel about themselves. Exactly. So, exactly. And when you, when you always remember that, it's like that those are the keyboard warriors at, at the end of the day. And it's not just the card market. Like I, we do marketing outside. We do mar- a lot mm-hmm. of marketing in baseball. Mm-hmm. Same thing. People are going to always hate, but they're not doing really anything for themselves. So at the end of the day, if you're able to just get over that, It's it because you start appreciating, uh, and then you want to give more value. So the more Mm -hmm. value you give in terms of your content, you're building that every day. So the beauty of it is you have track record, proven track record, where the keyboard warriors they could type all they want, they're known as that, and we have some of those on you know our our, our uh, uh, Instagram handles, but at the end of the day, it's like it is what it is and you can't really control that, right? And it happens in every industry is what I'm
2: saying, right? right so right. Okay. I think it's important to be the man or the woman in the arena is the person who continuously creates mm. over and over and over well, again. always and, yeah. You know, the, the good days and the bad days. Like I know right before we started recording, I, I, I seem so tired. I, I, I am, but like as soon as you press record, I'm like, I have this adrenaline rush and I'm ready and I'm excited. But, um, you know, we we are human and we just do our absolute best. And we just, you know, for me, it's like so long as I'm having fun along the way, that's all that really matters, Uh, because it really does Mm -hmm. fulfill me like like this. This hobby is like uh, sounds so corny, but it's like chicken soup for the soul. Like if it it really (laughs) like it really (laughs) makes me feel good. So um, but yeah, yeah, so let's let the good times roll. But um, oh, my gosh, I feel like we need some soju. Oh, my goodness. cheers buddy well you know what oh you got some some (laughs) bourbon or something
1: yeah well you
0: know we we have to meet in person one day and and actually this is a good segue to my next Mm. question because on our podcast episode last week Mm -hmm. um it was just john and i this that time and we're talking about getting prepared for the sports card expo which is coming next week it's the biggest card show here in canada and and this is what i mean where hopefully one day you'll be able to come across the border and, and join us in Toronto to appreciate the Sports Card Expo. It's, on, it's in November and April every year. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, I really want
2: to make it, but I'm, I'm banned from Canada. What? No, just Is there a story behind that?
0: <laughs> you guys are actually...
2: I thought you were going to laugh and go, okay, that's crazy. No, it's I'm, I'm kidding. Um, that's not actually true. Um, I
0: thought you were like 21 Savage and Drake has to pull
2: some strings to yeah. get you in yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, to Toronto. Yeah, I, I got to um, was all that it was all that really cheap uh medicine that I was just kind of like shuttling back and forth <laughs> <laughs> on to under... What is that You're one? Taking really...
0: advantage of our free healthcare. Yeah, is
2: um right. I think it's got like love and other drugs, but it, it had um Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, but she was mm-hmm. like busing up senior citizens in a bus to Canada to get like I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going on a complete tangent.
0: <laughs> now, now that's being derailed for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but um I
2: I really I really thought this was the one that I was going to try and make, but um again, kind of like post national. It was kind of strange like a lot of people, well, not, not a lot of people, but there were some shows around the US who were like, we would love for you to come and we'll do this for you, we'll do that for you, and then I'm like, you know, it's wonderful. I I mean, it makes it to either make mm. it free or cheap cheaper to, to go to a show sounds great. It's just that I'm not, I'm not like a young single dude, right? Like I have a yeah. family and I have obligations and I love coach hard, my yeah. kids soccer games. Like I missed the best day of Chantilly when it comes to athletes, uh, you know, with Paul Pierce, Allen mm. Iverson, Joe Montana on a Saturday. Cause I was like, I can't make it. Cause I have to coach, you know, both right. of my kids' soccer teams. And, um, you know, when it comes to, just, uh, my show schedule post national, it's like, um, you know, Chantilly was, was a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, I plan to go to the Philly show in December, mm-hmm. early December. And then, uh, Culture Collision in January, I'm, I'm eyeing too. And so, and then there's other like shows in this area that, you know, I want to like deepen, water the roots of my local scene area too. So nice. once, once all of that is kind of, Inter, intermingled and you know uh yeah it's i i couldn't i couldn't make it but my my passport is up to date and you know <laughs> I, I would love i really really would love to come up there next year and see you guys in 2024
0: that'd be awesome that'd be yeah. awesome and actually that was my my question but before i asked you the question i had in mind uh to your point about you know scheduling and being able to go to these shows like we have the one the sports card expo that we were just talking about is next week. And, yeah. and I looked on on my schedule and like Friday is the only day I could possibly make it. And then I saw that my wife scheduled um, my, t- I have two boys. They have dentist appointments. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to reschedule a dentist appointment. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, know, that's, that's reschedulable. So, <laughs> that, yeah, that's reschedulable. So, so I did that. But yeah, to your point, there are, you know, I can't go on Thursday, Saturday because of, uh, you know, family obligations yeah. or or friend obligations. But anyway. I know you've been able to go to these shows like Chantilly. I saw that on your Instagram and, and you mentioned yeah. a couple of shows that you're yeah. trying to trying to make mm-hmm. um, what, what's the card scene like, you know, like, especially after 2021 and 2022, where the hobby hype was like, it was just crazy. People were buying everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering uh, at the local shows that you go to or the ones that are closer to you, um, how would you describe the the scene at, at these cards? I shows? mean, I'll,
2: I'll be honest with you. I, it's, you know, I've never been to Dallas, you know, uh, I hear they have a great series of Dallas card shows, uh, Burbank's Same. coming up on the scene. Florida's got its own, like, mm. um, you know, great thing happening there with like hobby slam and the, the West, uh, not Palm beach, right, right. the Palm beach show and all that stuff. So, and the Northeast, I mean, you know, the Boston area, the greater Boston area and like New York and New Jersey yep. and, you know, all that. I really think that, how do I say this? I don't have enough experience to compare it to everywhere else, but I just feel, just based on what I'm seeing on Instagram, I really would love to. I, I think that we have a really strong card scene in the DMV. DMV stands for DC, Maryland, Virginia, and yeah, I would love to shine a light more on this area because I think we have maybe one of the best card scenes in the aggregate in the country and so um yeah chantilly it was it was that was an easy one for me because i was only 45 minutes away from my house without traffic but uh again just like you know i went friday couldn't go saturday and then i went sunday and just had a blast made the most of it everything you know anytime there's like an issue i I just try to make lemonade out of lemons type of thing um and so uh i love the scene here i think there's so much activity so much passion so much love So much knowledge Mm. there's a lot of people here that i learned a lot from from the dealer side of things the uh, promotion side of things i've talked to a lot of the show promoters i'm learning a lot of just what everyone you know what people what the public likes and um you know it's it's funny like there's sometimes when i go to shows and i'm like oh my gosh so many ultra modern quarterbacks it's just how many justin (laughs) herbert you know cards can i see without my eyes bleeding but Um, but (laughs) I think you do have to kind of wade through that to kind of get to that quieter dealer who is actually Mm, really interesting, you know, maybe introverted, but is really putting themselves out there to like try to sell their cards. And that person maybe, maybe has more diverse cards. And, you know, I love talking to dealers here, um, small shows, regional shows. Um, that's, that's what the hobby is about is just building relationships. So Um, I, I, I love the scene here and I would love to explore other areas of the country to see their card scenes. And of course, like Mm -hmm. you go to a show, it's just one, it's like one moment in time. It's one data point. It's that one particular weekend, you know, but of course, humans, we all love to extrapolate right from one data point and just make, uh, narratives in our, (laughs) in our heads about what, what something is like, but, um, yeah. And, And again, I can't wait to see. Uh, the, the the Toronto card uh, uh, scene too. You got to come. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Do you get a sense?
0: Do you get a sense that it's it's growing? Like it's not just the same old dealers. It's not you know, or like when you talk to other buyers that they just came into the scene as well and they're learning. Like, do you get a sense of that? Or
2: you know, it's so funny that um, I, yeah. The, the the quick answer is yes. Um, the longer mm-hmm. answer, a little bit longer answer is that there is like such a low barrier to entry to being a dealer. All you have to have is interest and pay the the table fee and see and and get off the wait list if there is a wait list. But I mean, I think that's why I became a dealer. I I was completely unqualified to deal at my first local show. Um, I had really bad or low inventory and um, I was completely in over my head. But I was like, let me try it. Let me just again, kind of like the podcast Mm. thing. Let me just go ahead and try it. And then I really gained an appreciation for that other side of the table. And then I learned more about table equity and, you know, having more table presence and, you know, that, you know, I grew from that. But then again, um, after I got into a decent groove, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to my my family and it was like, you're gone for from like 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. to drive to, to 4 p.m. when you close up and you drive right. back home. And it's like, maybe it's easier or more flexible or nimble for me to just be a member of the public. So I kind of stopped dealing, but part of me does want to go back to that because it's, it's almost like you're, you're hosting a little area of a, of a public area to, to like Mm -hmm. invite people in. And I love that aspect of it. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm definitely going to deal. It's just, it's not, it's it's just not going to be at the frequency that I want to, or that I, that I think, would be enough to get uh good at it but that's that hasn't stopped me from doing anything so
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i think hyung could um speak to that too when you were at the sports card expo it's
1: for long days right That's very very long days and but uh it's because i didn't want to walk it it's like i hate <laughs> walking around My th- it's like which one's easier it's like i'd rather have them come to me and yeah. this is when i have good inventory yeah like you said it's yeah like i only did it that time because i had so many slabs but mm. it makes it a lot easier because now you're making deals people are coming back to your booth you're just mm-hmm. willing dealing. you have basically you know all the uh, you know, potential uh, people that you're doing deals with, right? Like they're they're constantly showing up. Whereas, you know, you on the other side, you're you're searching, you're trying to find the deal, you're trying to make things happen. But sometimes you, we we all know how that goes, right? Like it's just uh, you know uh, tough to find what you're looking for. So uh sometimes it's yeah, beneficial um i didn't mind it i we had a massive booth too and we had uh, multiple people um in it so it was it was overall it's always fun you know because you're you're around the scene you don't really have to move around you know you're and the time goes by so quick there's yeah. there's sp- splurts where it's just like you're constantly busy for hours and then you you forget that it's like you know you miss lunch and then oh, it's yeah. like okay i'm going to grab a quick bite and then when it slows down, then you, you you go back and you're busy again, right so it's definitely a lot of hard work, but if somebody hasn't experienced it, I think everybody should experience it right? totally just, just yeah. because it, like you said, it's that easy. you just literally go and do it and pay the dues. you probably could get that money back if you're smart with you <laughs> know your inventory and stuff <laughs> right, right so right. like it's there's, there's a lot of benefits to it, and I think the experience is the most invaluable yeah hmm. Absolutely. Well,
0: speaking about card shows, of course the national is the mecca. And um, Danny, you went to the first your your first national. You know, it's just this past. You know what's wild is right?
2: it was my second, but my first one. It's almost oh, no like way. it doesn't count because it was in 2012. It was in Baltimore. It was like the last one <laughs> was in Baltimore, uh, right, right, right. And that's yeah. when I, um, you know, I was in the hobby at that time, and I, uh, I remember seeing Bill Simmons there. He was like filming something, and cool um it was it was a lot smaller it was it you know hmm. you know we looked at all the you know oh my gosh look at that LeBron thing or whatever and we you know I was just doing a lot of gawking um you know I remember like the the Panini packs and Panini had just started come back or just started you know with the NBA license and yeah, um right and then and then uh, I I left the hobby same year 2012 when um my my older son was born and I was like oh yeah, I'm going to keep collecting. And then I just, I just stopped. It was almost like cold turkey. Mm. Just my, my, you know, they they say when you have a kid, like your life changes. Kudos to the people who who go through it. I know there are some prominent, um, folks in the hobby who, uh, who are influencers who have like newborns and toddlers and infants and all that. And that's wonderful. Happy for them. I just knew that at that time, I just, it wasn't for me. Um, but you know,
0: yeah. Even right now up. it's like,
2: oh my gosh, it's so hard to balance. Like, I have two young kids, and it's like, why, why am I spending so much time in the hobby? But, uh, <laughs> but I do love it. I do love it. And so, um, yeah. Uh, it, it, so it was my second, but for all intents and purposes, okay. it was my first. Like, first one in eleven years, right? So,
0: right. How'd you find it? Like, was it overwhelming? That's oh that's what we
2: hear a lot when we talk to people Dr- that went drinking it's water through a fire hose. Man, I mean, <laughs> uh, talking about time flying by. I felt like, like my feet were hurting from so much walking blisters on my feet. Um, Thankfully, my back held up. I, you know, like, I was like, thank goodness. uh, I I didn't like, you know, have like a sore back or, you know, my knees going out or whatever. But it was a lot of walking um, just Mm -hmm. and I just kind of like basically went wherever the, you know, if I was with a small group, we just went here and then like, you, you know, with some other folks and then hey, I'll catch up with you guys later, go here, go there. And it's kind of strange, like, I mean, I had some ideas of what I wanted to do or cards I wanted to find and it just, I just went wherever the wind took me and I just had so much fun just, again, kind of like being open to that, being flexible and open-minded to the possibilities of what what might come my way. And mm. that was a really a lot of fun, but also by friday i felt super like drained and emotional and tired and <laughs> and all that right. but it was it was it was so much fun though it really was
0: okay well we got it like we always say we have to make this year Kirk. oh wait where's the next one this year Where, yeah, let's do it cleveland yeah. where's the next one it. it's in cleveland okay yeah yeah that's doable it's doable <laughs> so Dri- yeah. is it drivable oh, yeah. i don't know it's four like, and, like,
1: and a half hours for us get out of here five hours yeah is it? But I probably cool. still fly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same. come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, know.
0: I don't know if I'm going to drive. Like, yeah, fly. I'm flying for sure if we go.
2: But um, That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, if you're there, maybe we'll meet you, I, I meet mean, you at that we
2: got to make so it I, a point. we got to go. I don't foresee yeah, how do. I won't because it was so much fun. Um, I just, but you know, like, again, like, I feel like my content. At that time, I was. I'm still. I think we're all still just trying to find ourselves, and you know, just mm-hmm. just get into grooves. But yeah, I definitely don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I I feel more like I want to give more love and attention to my local scene. But national was where like I came onto the zeitgeist of the hobby, and people mm-hmm. were like, "Who is this guy?" And like, "Oh, I don't. You know, like, why is he so fat?" And all this stuff. And I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love cream barbecue. What <laughs> can I say?" <laughs> So no, I mean, yeah. kidding aside, like, I mean, it was, a it was so much fun. Um, And I think what I loved about creating content for the, for that national was like, I didn't edit anything. I just, I recorded a video and I just put it right up. And I think
1: mm, people right. like
2: that because, um, you know, like people, you know, nothing against the people, like huge props and kudos to the people who edit vlogs and take a long time to like, make sure everything looks great and perfect. And I'm just like, again, flying by the sand of pants. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just having fun. And I just wanted people who couldn't make it to just vicariously live through my stuff. That's what we just do. Like, yeah, f- yeah, for I sure. I feel Absolutely. like I'm there. I can smell the farts in mm-hmm. the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that, I, that, I, you know what? I, I'm one of those guys that really appreciate your content during the during the, the national. Thank yeah. You. That definitely, you know, lived through you for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to also ask, you know, like on the theme of just trying different things, yeah. and you're kind of the poster boy for that, yeah. right? Well, within this podcast episode Thank anyways. Uh, one of the things I was really impressed by was that you actually hosted and organized a trade night in your hometown, right? Yeah. And and I thought that was really impressive. And I have so many questions like, mm. why did you want to host one? How much work was involved? Mm. How did it go? And would you do it again?
2: I'll, I'll start maybe reverse from that from the last question, I would love to do it again. I just don't know when, uh, mainly because it does mm. take some time and time is just such a valuable commodity and I can barely get sure. literally I can barely get like one card up on eBay, mainly because I'm like, you know, I, I feel a little bit <laughs> right, too like right. uh, I feel like at this point, whatever I do, it's going to be like, I don't know, criticized or judged. And I'm just like, man, like, do I really want to put up like a two? You know, $5 card for a dollar auction to have people like clown me for it. Right. But um, no, uh, when it comes to trade night, um, it was so much fun. We had over 50 people uh, like some people even traveled. Some people were telling me they wanted to travel from New York City. And I'm like, please don't drive from New York City. Please don't. <laughs> Someone was like, I'm going to fly over. I'm like, please, this is not that big of a deal. Do not fly. I like I would feel so bad and embarrassed if you did. Um but if they did I was going to like show them the local you know local card shop and this and that and try mm-hmm. to make something out of it but yeah like I had some uh good buddies uh make it some people who couldn't make it um but uh, in the end um it was in a like an industrial chic uh like building event space mm-hmm. and people yeah, yeah. loved we'll the venue that. uh people loved the camaraderie like for me the hard part was maybe like the absolute stress of not knowing because the hobby is not known at all for RSVPs. Like, yes, you can have pre sale online of right. tickets, but I was like, is this going to be 20, like 20 people, 10 people, 100 people? I have no clue. So I'm ordering pizza, ordering the, the, the beverages, being like, I don't know, like let's maybe middle ground and go for 50. So, you know, we ended up oh, doing man, that. Hard. But it was really yeah. stressful. So, um, you know the 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 food and drink was there to kind of benefit the the local uh, the nonprofit of the person who owned the event space, and so it all went to a good cause. Um, you know we had two sponsors. Uh, I don't know if I can chat them out here or not. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah. go for it. Yeah. But yeah yeah. yeah. Um, my card post Mark Hill. He was kind enough yeah. to uh, yeah. help sponsor the event and donate to the nonprofit. Queen's finest Prince mm-hmm. Christian, he does 3D custom stands. Uh, the two of them were like, you know, I didn't plan to bring people on, but but I had other people reach me, reach out to me, too. Like, how can we help? What can we do? And I was like, wow, cool. I was awesome. like, uh, I, I'm not deriving. I don't want to make any money off this. This is, this is about the community. So can you donate to the nonprofit? So they're like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Um, but ultimately awesome. um, it was. It wasn't like super hard i think it's doable like again you have to find an event space that um preferably ideally would be like free so you know there wasn't like overhead Mm -hmm. but and then even the food and drink that was like an optional thing um i did take some pizza home with me and i was like (laughs) i was like this is i haven't eaten anything all night um but uh no but it was it was uh i forget what the other one or two questions were but i would absolutely do it again it wasn't that hard, but it de- definitely took some time. And also, I think you do have to have a decent enough. I'm not saying I have a great reputation, but, I, you know, like people know me, people. Like, it wasn't sure. just Instagram. Like, you know, I, I reached out to people, pe- uh, you know, the local card scene. And yeah. I, I definitely, you know, I didn't spend money promoting it. I didn't put, you know, Instagram ads or boost posts. But, you know, it, maybe in the future I should try to think about that. But I really just wanted to just have one data point can we can this work and Mm. uh the the resounding you know response from everyone was love this when's the next one and i'm like nice thank you i don't know when
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right No, that's amazing yeah yeah that's amazing um you know i want to also just briefly touch back on your podcast because um as i was going through it you did a mini series called meet the graders which was really interesting to listen to and And uh, you know we know grading is a big part of the hobby. Yeah. Um, some people hate it. Some people mm-hmm. think we just need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you even interviewed like lesser known grading companies yeah. like AGS yeah. Robo grading, yeah. yeah. Card Boss, and of course we know CGC grading, mm-hmm. as well as a ref from Gem Rate, which um, I'm I'm on their website all the time. <laughs> <He's> so. <sold. laughs> I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, that he's he's knowledgeable. Um, what's one or two things you learned through that series about grading that maybe most collectors? Don't really know or or you, you know what I mean? Like anything surprised you um, while you're doing these interviews?
2: Uh, wow. There's like so much, and yet I don't even know where to begin. I learned so much from that series. I I really just learning the different stages of the grading process. Like I know PSA and other places. They'll maybe it's it's almost like that Domino's pizza tracker. Like where are you in the <laughs> right. in the uh, in the process? Yeah, right. Um, but. When I had uh, when the AGS um, gentleman came on and just mm-hmm. broke it down and really like deep dived into that, and I was learning different lingo and just kind of like I was like really impressed by that, and I was like I really appreciated because you know like I I, I never want to like ask someone something so uncomfortable that they feel like I'm uh, you know uh, ambushing them or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to ask for any secret sauce stuff, but if they were willing to kind of share it you know, please share what you'd like to and um, I was really uh, impressed by how much folks are willing to divulge about what goes on in their company and the transparency. And Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the I I mean, I knew this was gonna happen, but like just humanizing the actual graders. um, Just knowing I I, I guess the, the question that I had was, Uh, For two of the people who are actual graders and not just the presidents or like the the directors, Mm, um, does a bad day affect your grading? And they're like, Mm. like any professional, right? Like uh, young, like with baseball, right? Like you, you, a professional knows how to keep the, um, the personal life and the professional life separate. I yell at
1: kids all the time. I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm joking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but like, yeah, like we all kind of do this whole, oh, yeah, they had a bad day. So you got a bad grade. But it's like that really um, kind of uh, belies the professionalism of these graders. Like Mm. they are professionals. They get paid. I mean, you know, that's a whole nother thing. We talk about like, you know, the, the actual wages of some of the, you know, newer graders and all that. But like they get paid to do their job and they take pride in their professionalism. And so that doesn't surprise me. Right. It should surprise other people. Cause again, you still see that narrative in, in comments right. At, yeah, for on sure. Instagram, right. Or social media all the time. Yeah, great. Yeah. bad Day, bad day, bad Sorry, day. I might,
1: I might've been, a a, a suspect <laughs> there with PSA. So I apologize. Candy. PSA seven graders. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it a really bad day that day. Yeah.
2: Yeah really uh yes um well i mean that
0: narrative persists all the time for mm -hmm. sure i mean look you know if
2: if if their bad day consisted of staring at the sun and burning their retinas yeah then that does affect their (laughs) ability to trade right (laughs) Right. makes sense yeah um but no i mean uh it was such a good time and it it, i love the doing the podcast because i i get to be the first person to hear what someone's gonna say and so i got to just kind of listen and absorb and and just learn and um, you know, one of the things that I thought was really interesting is, you know, some of the smaller grading companies saying things like we're actually not trying to become the, the market leader or the PSA. We're we're not even Formula One, we're Formula Two. Like we're str- we're we're trying our best to just be in the third, t- you know, battle out the similar race cards like we don't we don't have a Red Bull car or Mercedes car. Right. Hmm. We're just doing our best to stay on the grid. And I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, no, I I learned a lot through that series for sure, and um, you know that's why I like your podcast because you think of these ideas (laughs) where no one's really explored, you know, that part of the hobby. Yeah, and and it's always cool to see.
2: Thank you.
1: I think I think yeah, from 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 an unbiased perspective, you 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 think that that's why when it comes to hobby content, I look at value, like what are people like consuming? What what is insightful? So it's like as long as you hit those every time, I feel like you are like the stuff like grading. Nobody talks about that. So someone who n- understands that process of bringing that to light saying, Hey, yeah. it would be really cool to interview graders because grading is such a subjective thing where people are just, you know, investing a lot of money and you know, they want answers. So it's like, who is that liaison between the grader and it's, it's the influencers or people who yeah. have the courage to say, Hey, i think this is needed and i i think if you just focus on that i think it's great like i i see it as like giving value right so yeah. you know you have to i think really believe that that's what you're delivering because you know and just listening to the whole like the trade night and stuff as well it's i mean people are people back you at the end of the day and it seems like like with anything it's those one nayslayers that kind of like you know um I guess it weighs a lot just because, you know, we're very critical in terms of when you create content, you read, you get to read every comment, you get to see every like when you start out, especially Mm -hmm. right. Because Mm -hmm. every interaction matters at that point. Right. So yeah, based on what, like, you know, I, I know the content you're creating. It's like, you're giving enormous value when you go down that avenue of like interviewing graders, for instance. Right. Even though, you know, I'm, I might have, you know, not helped that number in terms of the graders, but like, it is what it is, right?
2: <laughs> so I think what I'm hearing is Hyung saying he didn't listen. But you know what? You're so good at what you continuously are doing here for having me up. Mark, I want to steal Hyung to be I, I, like my I, I, co-host. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's all I do. I My job is to be a co-host. <laughs> I mean, I you know what? if 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 young becomes my uh my next co-host like he has to listen to the episodes right because he's literally helping conduct the interviews so I'll that's tell you what to... Denny.
1: I my personal account <laughs> I don't follow a lot of card
2: accounts yeah. right you're yeah, one of yeah. okay so you. you
1: get you get my personal likes i yeah, I, watch I, get, your
2: I, <laughs> I like your personal stuff I mean I won't get into all that right now but like what you what you guys do with your social media accounts uh the card accounts and the personal stuff I i I love seeing the representation. I really do like I see you doing you. your thing um again, I don't know how much I can share about it, but like I'll just say i I like it, and I don't just like it, right like i I really root for you and you guys because yeah, you know it, it is like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just it's not just oh, cause you guys are Korean and all that. I mean, maybe, right. I mean, uh, but but it's part of but it. But it's also is like you know, it's the hobby is like to people in the outside in the hobby, like like we we we're the weird ones. Like we're we're obsessed with uh, you know athletes on cardboards right, right. and all that. And so we just you know are we're the hobby brothers and sisters. So I root for you guys. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, same for sure. Okay, so you know what? Now we're gonna do something we've never done. Before on the pod, and it was actually your idea, Denny. What is it? We're going to break open a blaster box oh, while we continue no. to record oh, yeah. the podcast. Oh. All right, and it's because you actually entered one of our trivia yeah. contests a month or two ago, I think, and and uh, I remember getting messages from you on Instagram, yeah. and I was on vacation in Vancouver at the yeah. time, so I'm like reading it while I'm on this gondola. Oh wow! And then you know, seeing what what <laughs> what questions you got right and wrong, and and um, you know, you were selected as the winner. So thank you. Uh, I have a blaster box of Goodwin champions yes. um, uh, that we were giving away, and uh, and then you said, "Yeah, why don't we just open it during the podcast?" So uh, yeah,
2: Clark, I'll, I want you to be my my personal breaker. Yeah, that's like, awesome. <laughs> I get, get to watch it. Yes. I get I get first view right here. Is this Clark's audition so tape for Fanatics Live?
0: <laughs> oh man, I, I, I'm I'm kind of nervous now. <laughs> I've never done this before, so gotta calm down a little All bit. Right. Um, yeah. So while I open the packs, yeah. so we can continue our interview, sure, and sure. Um, yeah, it was just kind of go from there all right so we're also recording this on video so if you do get a huge hit like apparently you could get a michael jordan autograph card oh that would be uh, so we'll sick. we'll post that up on our social you media you better ship and... it to me
2: <laughs> that would be sick i'm yeah. hoping oh we got lost in the mail again how did that, that <laughs> yeah. happen hey what wh- your hand went off screen uh, yeah, what, yeah, what happened there <laughs> <laughs> no you cannot do that downtown <laughs> yeah
1: and i was dogging goodwin's goodwin's uh the yeah. other the other podcast i was just dogging it oh. so i'm hoping that we pull a monster here <laughs> yeah. is,
2: is it because of the unlicensed part or yeah. i'm
1: part? just i'm just like it's just nothing that it's not my kind of uh um, he's a card snob you know cart those snob. card snobs oh, yeah. Yeah. I, i'm a little yeah. card snob when it comes to r- then to be honest
2: because it's wow. like ripping money is pretty expensive right so yeah yeah you know? no it is any money i mean yeah retail i usually don't rip retail but i mean I don't know. Like it's so plentiful nowadays, right? On the on the shelves. Like I yeah, wasn't here in the are. hobby when it you was got, live. You got you got you got a rip tops chrome update this coming up. Yeah, really? Hundred percent. I heard it wasn't like
1: no good rookie. I mean, I don't. No, no, no. They, decent, hate de- decent rookie class, but oh, okay. I think I think they've. That's why I was talking about Clark uh, earlier. That there's a mm-hmm. lot of incentive to rip. I think, in my opinion, okay. and that's what Fanatics is doing well. Okay.
2: Well, the the MLB debut patches—that's huge, right? I mean, those are sick. Yeah, man. that's that's yeah. why
0: I want to rip. Oh, yeah, for gosh. sure.
2: All right, I'm opening pack one. Here Let's we go, see. pack one.
0: Darius Garland. Oh, <laughs> golfer. Tiger. Oh,
2: there you go. Oh,
1: there a you go.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a good good okay. card. What's this? Jemani Swanson.
2: Never heard of a three him. Of but it's a shiny three card. of Hearts, shiny. Three of Hearts. That's a low uh, value. I know. I was like, yeah, give me an three. Ace of Hearts or something. Yeah. Right.
0: Mickey Ward and Marina Beck Romanchuk. Never heard of any of these amazing athletes, but uh, you know what I wanted to ask you while I'm ripping yeah, the second pack. Um, you uh, did a recent episode called "The Hobby is Not a Casino," yes, right? Yes. And and now that I'm breaking these packs mm-hmm. open, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on breaking in
2: general. You know, some say it's gambling, and I know um, yeah. you know. Hey, uh, w- when it's free, it's yeah. like house money. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, this is like. Great. I didn't
0: have to pay for this
2: thing. I won a giveaway by knowing that that uh that Trey Lance is like one of the top ten <laughs> right, most a... expensive uh cards in the hobby right now for a Dallas Cowboy. I was like, that's I think I really thought that was the one that that took me over to the edge and won. That was a trick question that you got right yeah. for sure. Yeah. So But
0: uh you want to elaborate on that episode? Because I thought that was a pretty cool one too, in terms of, you know, yeah, just viewing it as so a casino. It,
2: it was kind of like um the mirror image episode to the hobby is casino where, you know, Mm -hmm. I I think my ultimate thesis or theory is that when it comes to the transactional side of the hobby, uh, that it is kind of like a gambling aspect. And when it's just all about collecting and just pure, I will, these cards will never see the aftermarket that it's, it's not a casino. It's not gambling. So If uh, everyone thinks breaking wax, breaking wax, that's a gamble, it's a gamble. It's like, yeah, if you're looking to immediately put them up on eBay or to flip uh, cards, yeah, you're looking for that one victor uh, Wembayana to uh, to to go ahead and sell because you don't want to keep that card. But let's say you're a huge Spurs fan and huge, you're long on Wemby and uh, not even long on him, but like you PC him and you don't want to trade. You don't want to sell it then. Okay, Mm. great. It's not a gamble. It's I mean, yes, it's gamble that you might not get that card. But if you really just want cards and you just want to keep all your ripped wax, then how is that a gamble? It's just, it's your having fun. agree. I so, agree. All right. Let's see what we got. more golfers. Oh my goodness. Look at all those plaid shirts. You, you got two tiger woods. You got a sweet Tigers. tiger Sorry. woods. Yeah. Here, last here's about. a shiny. A little shiny. Oh, Danny way. Who's a skateboarder. Oh, you man, know, him? Love. <laughs> who had skateboarders in this break? <laughs>
0: amen thompson there you go he's, he's a high traffic mm-hmm. and
2: VidiCap. cap yeah. amazing no
1: I, daddy i i agree what what you said you know coming from a background i i used to love the casino so you know i i, I like the gambling chase we're, but we're then, korean of course yeah, we do <laughs> i know <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i i agree like um like uh if you look at it in terms of a short term flip, you're always going to be, it's always going to be a gamble. But yeah. if you're in it for the collecting, oh, that's a nice card right there. It, it has a cute. higher suit. Marcelo Mayer. He's Marcelo a big Mair? time Boston uh, Red shortstop. Sox. Yeah, prospect. Yeah. Okay, there awesome. You know. a king of club with a higher suit, too. It's not nice, a three of hearts. Nice.
2: Yeah. Ooh,
0: and a Griffey. Another Wayne Gretzky in a white, plain white t shirt. <laughs> oh
1: this God.
2: is photoshopped, yes. actually. But did Photoshop. your? Let me ask you. Did you? Did your parents? Again, and I think you guys. You guys did grow up in Canada, right?
1: I was born and raised in uh, yeah. Toronto. Yeah.
2: So I don't know what the 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 gambling uh, the casino structure and and laws are up there, but like I remember, like my parents would take me to from New York City when back when you grew up in New York City when I was a kid. I don't live there anymore, but they would drive to Atlantic City, and there is definitely like the the part the casino floor that kids can go into, but like. The outside part, you know, um, behind the the velvet rope, and they would just say, "Okay, just hang out here, and we'll be back." And it's like <laughs> that's a- <this> is <laughs> like kind of illegal, I think, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, but you I, know, I, it's I, like yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever go as a kid, like, uh, but you know, not gamble, but like your parents go and all that? I I, I could I know I know that feeling just because
1: yeah I have friends that. You know, experience that my parents weren't big gamblers at the end of the day, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't, so I had to make up for that. And uh, <laughs> oh, there's a cool card,
2: the Griffey, but yeah, oh, yeah, I, sure. I didn't,
1: I didn't experience, but I I, I feel what you're saying 100%. Yeah.
2: No, but like, um, when it comes to the whole reason I made that is again, like, there's this guy, you know, Jared Blesnick who won the pot limit, oh, yeah. Raw, which I didn't really play, I I that. Played, Saw that yeah, I played months. no limit, uh, Texas Hold'em, but you know, just one, two, nothing like big, but. I just felt, uh, especially at the Chantilly show, I was making deals, trade night, uh, trade floor, just long hours. And I felt like there was a lot of like, not boredom, but like a lot of downtime where you're just looking at cards. And then when it's time to transact, it's almost like you're in a hand in a pot and you're like, are you going to make the right moves? Are you going to say the right thing? Are you going to bluff or someone going to catch your bluff or are you going to catch their bluff? And they're, you know, and so it's almost like a. I almost felt like I I, I don't like content where it's like who won this trade and like, you know, you know, Hmm. a A side, B side or like, you know, you you want everyone to be happy and just have some sort of like feeling of, oh, you know, it was a compromise or, you know, both sides are happy. But um, I just felt very kind of like it was like poker when I was younger. It's like the more you're good at this and the more hands you're in a pot. Oh, there's MJ. Is that number Jordan? Yeah, I think you're begging there, number. <laughs> yeah, is it, yeah, I'm begging. Is it? Come on, it's one not number one sorry. of one. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, you know, the people who are really good at poker, uh, like, or really good at transacting in a card show. They're gonna, they're gonna like make money in the long run. Like, you might have bad luck with like prospects or grading, but in the end, if you are really good at what you do and you are in enough hands or pots or transactions uh that i can see why people can make you know a living like a full-time living off it because they're they're actually like good at it like they're good yeah, salesmen. And what i realize yeah. is i'm not like a really good salesman but i do mm-hmm. love like transacting and like maybe taking a risk on you know players or or cards mm-hmm. yeah
1: no for sure by the way shout out to yeah. jared blesnick for That is incredible. I watched that whole progression. He did well, and I'm just like, that is so great for the hobby. Like the fact that he's such a you know diehard hobbyist. Like it was, it was, it was amazing to watch. If you haven't seen that video, you gotta go check it out. Like
2: it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's like I, I was like fist pumping. I mean, yeah, so for people who may not be familiar, like, so my, my understanding is that he actually, you know, he didn't have to take the time. He knew he was going to, you know, he knew the moves that he was going to make, but yeah. he took his little timeouts that they were allotting to the participants. That's hilarious. And they could do kind of like, not anything they wanted, but, you know, take their time and do something yeah. at the table and not just walk away. But he took his time to open up high end. I think it was flawless. Flawless. Like, yeah. All, was and flawless. The funny, the, yeah. The best part was just the look of the opponent. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> is, what is going on? That That like, was a goat f-. move. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like again, we we are the outsiders. Like we're the nerds to the nerds. Like the yeah. nerds think we're nerds. And it's like, oh my gosh. But but think you know, it was so awesome for him to put, you know, shine a light on the hobby uh in that way. That was cool. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Loved it. Well, for the listeners, we opened the blaster box. You didn't get much, sorry to say. Uh there's a Maria Sharapova It's kinda cool. Yeah,
2: I was like, uh, I was a, a huge fan of her in That's high school, cool. man. Alright well Hyung gets it then I it, get give it Give it to Hyung Give it to Hyung <laughs> okay. There you go Hyung yeah. Hyung's the winner Hyung, tonight Hyung wins it Wait it's not a, it's, it's not No it's not, not a, one, right? No you're yeah, begging No then then you can have it, it It's a It's a blaster that, yeah
0: not numbers yeah um and ben simmons he might make a comeback no, I, I but feel,
2: uh did you put did you have all the cards on the on screen at all times clark i don't know <laughs> you know what
0: there's one <laughs> you know what there's one point where i took one pack off screen and then i realized I did that I put it right back on screen that looks really fishy i know so i i, I don't know if i'm gonna make it on fanatics live oh, just for goodness. that big big mistake that's
2: awesome but uh but you, you can trust me. Thanks, thanks for doing that. I, I feel bad. Like no, that was fun. Even shipping is. I don't even know how all the like. I mean, who knows? It might take a month for the cards to get to me. But uh, no, I um I appreciate you doing that. Thank you for running the giveaway. And um I don't know. Like, don't ship the cards. Maybe I'll get them from you when I see you next time in person sure, or I'll something. Hold them. Yeah. Like yep. I don't want you to like have to I'll ship them, for them. I feel so bad about that. <laughs> I don't mind, but yeah. yeah, but anything you want. But, but um, no, uh, thank you. I don't know. Is this the end? Like, I don't want to take over. Thank you so Can, much for you having know what? me. This is so awesome.
0: Yeah. No, we loved having you on. And uh, maybe we could just f- finish off actually with a few rapid fire yes, questions right at it. the end here. Yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, on ha- Denny, on Halloween, you're dressed up as Alexander Ovechkin. If you follow Denny, <laughs> you'll know that that's a fact. Uh, do you think Ovi will break the all-time record for most career goals in the NHL? It currently has 70 goals behind... One of the most famous Canadians ever, of course, Wayne Gretzky, yeah. who has 894
2: goals. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was definitely happening. I mean, if it's 70, I mean, maybe it doesn't happen this season, but I thought he was on track to, to do it To, I mean, who knows with injuries, right? I mean, that's a big thing, but no, I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to get it and it, his car going to jump. So I, I got to buy, I got to buy a ton of Dre- <laughs> uh not Gretzky, <laughs> buy a ton of Ovi. Ovechkin. <laughs> and, um, right. but no, it, it's, it's, it's going to i mean again you, t- you think about people who like just stay in one team it's so unheard of right in any yeah. of these sports
0: once he breaks it it's going to be un- one of those unbreakable records yeah, right yeah, so yeah. um or really hard to do yeah okay um we talked about this before you know um about creating content for the hobby what tip or advice would you give to someone looking to enter the space right now as a fellow content creator
2: <sighs> oh that's a, I mean like Uh, The quick answer is like Hyung said, I mean, I'll just use what he said, which is true consistency, just even days Mm -hmm. when you don't want to do something. um, Just I've posted like people did this whole post over thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's every month for me. I post every day. (laughs) So um, but consistency and and authenticity. I mean, just just be yourself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Good one. Yep.
0: Uh we talked about Victor Wembanyama as well. Are you buying the hype
2: on on Wemby? I don't a single I I do not own a single Wemby card mainly because it would be nice for the market to kind of cool off and then buy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um I I buy the hype in him as a player but maybe not his cards because they're mm. it's baked in so much I but it. but yeah. I mean from a defensive standpoint, oh my gosh, Crazy. like that block on Jabari Smith was <laughs> oh so good. Yeah. I loved it loved it yeah
0: i'm with you uh are you currently chasing any personal grail cards at the moment
2: grail cards i mean that there there are always cards that are there's so many cards in the world and so many that i want to buy and all that stuff uh i was eyeing like a hot numbers jordan you know that lenticular the classic 90s type of thing um the jordan may be i might have to level up to that so that is a grail card that i would love to get i was i was nice. actually eyeing that at national And then, um, you know, uh, yeah, definitely nothing ultra modern uh, football or even basketball Uh, grail (laughs) cards. Yeah, things to kind of maybe fill a nostalgic itch. Yeah,
0: cool. Yeah, good answer. And lastly, uh, you know, we always have to uh, finish off with a more Canadian-centric question. Um, so I thought it would be like a kind of a quiz show. We kind of do these quiz show segments every once in a while. So the question is, are these athletes Canadian? Okay, I'm oh just gosh. give you a quick list of athletes <laughs> and you tell me if they're Canadian, okay?
2: <laughs> okay. Joey Votto. I'm going to get every single one of these wrong and these are 50-50. Joey Votto. I mean, sounds. Oh, so the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, no, I. You know that. I part that part I knew. Uh, I got to do them quick, so I'll say it sounds like he's not. So trick question that he is. Got it. <laughs> oh yes. wow! In Toronto. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, here we go. Freddie Freeman. I think he grew up. Oh man, now it's like our, every single one of these Canadian? Um, <laughs> Sounds like he's not. I mean, he's really. Well, here's the thing: he's really well liked, right? Everyone loves him in first base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They love to talk to him, and I've I've never met a Canadian I don't like because y'all have some funny people, kind people. <laughs> uh, you got, Canadians are wonderful. That's what makes me think he's not because <laughs> it's a trick. So I'm going to say he's not. I guess uh, he's half technically right. he isn't right. He's half he's right. Half, yeah. Oh, so
0: that's he's, okay. He, so th- th- okay, that was a sorry, that was a trick. Yeah, he's he's American though, right? Has, but his he
1: parents is American, are Canadian. But he has great uh, Canadian heritage, so he's he's able to play on the Canadian national team, which he oh, represented in the WBC. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, Austin Matthews. We're going to hockey. Toronto Maple Leaf. Austin Matthews. Uh, okay,
2: I know there's a huge market. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Americans love to buy American hockey players. And then they start rattling some of them off, and I think Patrick Kane's one of them. Uh, Austin Matthews, I know he spells his name like A U S T O N, and uh, maybe one T. <laughs> so then it's like, is that a Canadian thing? Is that French? Like, what is going on with his name?
1: <laughs> Austin I love Matthews. This just, I love this,
2: you know, commentary I, right I, now. I, go to I gotta give it. I, you know, th- this is like even if you get your um, the, the question wrong in math, if you show if you, if you show your math. Even if you get yeah, that you answer Yeah, you get partial wrong. marks. Yeah, yeah, I get partial right. credit. <laughs> <Right>. Austin Matthews. <laughs> Trick question. You guys want me to say Canadian. He's American.
0: He is American yes. from Arizona. Arizona. All I right. would not have
2: guessed that. I'm three for three. Shea. Oh, my gosh. Three for three, yeah. Shay definitely Shea Canadian. Gil just Alexander. He's Canadian. Alexander. That, that was that. easy. Yeah. Four. Austin Reeves. Okay, all right. So you give me another Austin, Lakers. but this one is A-U-S-T-I-N. <laughs> so I'm like, why Why is Clark giving me two Austins? Um, Reeves, Reeves. So he's a basketball player. I feel like I should know this. He's got like that, like, I don't know um, – peter parker uh, talking to iron mm. man look like you know uh, like hey what you know i feel I feel weird inside mr tony stark and it's like i'm like that? he kind of gives off this canadian vibes but then like but then i'm like you know recently i saw a video where he kind of like looked at a custom card and he kind of like shook it off and he's like uh i don't care about this card and i feel like a canadian <laughs> would not have done that so i'm gonna say he's american mm. such an american thing he's american five oh for five Danny. you did it this is, is, you did done? it it's wow more, right
0: You're, you, i got one more oh no bonus, bonus 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 i'm gonna go to wrestling okay Ooh. brett the hitman heart
2: so so that's really interesting because i feel like he, he okay so here's the thing right the montreal screw job his whole heart family they're known to be very canadian but then i'm like why is is why is this is this a progression that's supposed to get harder and harder and are you really tricking me with this because i feel like the easy answer is he is canadian but then i'm like mm-hmm. lineage wise like was his father like some like <laughs> dirt farmer from like you know some some wisconsin area that yeah. this is the, this is why I overthink everything. Um, There's a bonus question here, but, it, yeah. but it's a bonus question. So what does it mean? Like bonus question? Like, why? <laughs> why are you doing this to me? Right. So that I'm thinking that Um, I think the easy answer is that he is. But because it's a bonus, I think you're tossing me an easy one. I, I think 95% of people are going to say Canadian. And I think I'm going to have to go with that. Uh, I did a lifeline. He, he's he's. How is he not Canadian? He's Canadian. <laughs> wow, that's your final answer. Yeah, that's your final no, yeah. answer. Yeah, how is he not? If he's not, yeah, he is. He is Canadian. He's from
0: Calgary, Alberta. He is Canadian. Said wow. you got wow. it.
2: Nice. <laughs> you. You six for six. Thank you. Um, you did
0: well. You know what? Yes. That deserves another blaster box. So when I see you in person, <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can open up another oh blaster together.
2: Uh, thank you. Uh, it's gonna be a well top update, right? Yeah, it has to be promo update. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Clark's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Uh, I thought I was supposed to make money off this podcast. I'm losing money. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's but a, uh, it's an investment. I can't believe I won five for five or, five <laughs> or six for six. That's that. I really thought I was gonna just completely skunk it. But thank you. That was impressive.
0: Um, <laughs> Denny, this is the end. But uh, yeah, thank you so much thank for coming you. back on. Really had a fun time. Yes. We knew we were going to have a fun time. And uh, can't wait to see you in person. Yes. And can't wait to connect even before then. Thank um, you so much, so, guys.
2: Yeah. Best of luck over everything. You guys are awesome.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecardguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.